about, about 20 years ago, I, uh, I got to take a trip with the bishop to the Holy Land, and um, the bishop didn't go. So it was supposed to be a trip with the bishop. The bishop had a, a, a sledding accident. You know, these are, uh, you know, at the time, he, he was a foster, he, he was doing foster, you know, he had a, uh, a child he was mentoring, and they went sledding on a hill, and he tore his knee up. So I went without the bishop to uh, the Holy Land. It was probably just the same trip with or without the bishop. That's neither here nor there, uh, the bishop at the time. So in any case, one of the places we went was to Bethlehem, to the Church of the Nativity. And if you go into Bethlehem and to the Church of the Nativity, it's all marble and incense and all this uh, kind of, it's very opulent. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Nothing like it looked like 2,000 years ago. Not even vaguely what it looked like 2,000 years ago because we've glorified it. We've made it a sacred space. But God didn't choose a sacred space to be born. God was born in a manger. Now, how many of you have ever been in a barn in your lifetime? Any, any of you ever been in a real life barn? I'm not talking about after it's been cleaned up and after somebody has mucked all the stalls. Because even after that, it still smells like a barn. It still smells. I don't think anybody said, you know, we're going to put Mary and Joseph out there in that uh, stable, and while we're putting them out there, let's make sure we clean that place up. I'm going to muck that place out. I'm going to lay down some fresh straw. It was earthy. It was, I, I don't know what else to say. It was earthy. If you want to talk about the way that we believe as followers of Jesus that God chose to become one of us, it was in the dirt and smells of real everyday life. It wasn't in some kind of opulent palace. It wasn't in a temple. It was in a stable that stank, that was ripe with all the smells of life, and yet ripe with life and the possibility of life for every single one of us. Because you see, the God that loves us, loves us poop and all. All the way down and all the way up, God is tied together in loving you. There is no part of you, there is no part of what you have done or who you have been or where you have been that is not loved by God. The God of love came to be part of it and dwell right in the pits. Right in the lowest level. I can't imagine anywhere else that you could be born that was any kind of more real than a manger, being laid in that manger in the stable, the feeding trough of the animals. And the animals had to make room for three extra people. It was probably warmer in many ways than staying in the inn. In some ways, it was a step up, and in some ways, it was a real step down. And that was the way God chose to enter the world. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Think about that for a moment, because it's important for us to remember that in the down and dirty of our everyday lives, in the broken places, in the places we don't want to tell God about because we imagine somehow we can keep those things private, <laughs> that we, oh, that's a personal thing, 
I don't want God to know about that. I'm going to close the door to the bathroom because I don't want God to know that I go to the bathroom. You know, that's uh, God designed you that way. <laughs> that's the way everything works in the world. God is not afraid to be a part of every aspect of who you are. The blood and guts and gore and everything else. We have this picture of this, you know, beautiful eight pounds, six ounce little baby Jesus. You know, if you're a Talladega Night fan, uh, you know, that's, that's who Ricky Bobby prays to. You know, dear little eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus laying in a manger, you know, and, uh, you know, still cuddly, but totally omnipotent as well. You know, uh, that's his prayer. That's his prayer. That's what we see. That's what we imagine. That's what we dream. And yet the God that we love, who loves us first, was born in the stink of the stable. And when that hits home, it should make this, this Christmas that, you know, I watched. I've been a couple of times. Fortunately, uh, you know, I, have, I, uh, I am not one of the male the normal males of the human species that waits to shop until the last minute. Which, by the way, if you're a man, it's now. You need to know. This is the last possible moment. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Two days from now is Christmas. So if you're waiting for the last minute, it's here. I'm just announcing it's here. I have had the opportunity a couple of times to go in to uh, malls. Uh, I'd like to tell you that it was purely for entertainment value. Uh, it wasn't. I had to pick up a, a few things, like because you know you do need things, even when it's the weird times of the year. You do need things, so I've been in there, and there's that kind of dazed, intensive look, and and I think that something about Christmas has lost its magic for us, its expectation for us that the God of the universe would be born in a stable among the muck and stink of it all because God wants to be in the muck and stink of our lives. God wants to be all around us all the time. God wants to walk with us through the darkest valleys of the shadow of death. God will not leave you alone. God loves you so much there is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing that will stop God from coming for you. Now that ought to knock you off your seats. That ought to knock you out. That is the power of the God that we love. That chooses not the throne, not the temple, but the stable, the stinky stable, and the stinkiness of your life to be a part of. Now, that's an amazing story. That's worth proclaiming on top of the mountain for all of our little squabbles about all the little tiny, you know, minor moralities of our lives. That's a message worth proclaiming. God is relentlessly after you with the kind of love that will not give up no, much, no matter how much you stink or your life stinks or the aspects of your life that you wish didn't stink. Stink. No matter how much your thoughts stink, or your actions stink, or the words that you say to people who cut you off in traffic stink, that God loves you and is born into the stink. 
for love of you. For love of you. That's our core theology. God will come after you. You cannot run so far or be so broken. Your life cannot stink so bad that God would avoid coming for you. Now when we sit in just two days beside our trees or whatever it is we use to decorate our houses and celebrate this time of year, I mean, if we're really honest about it, factually, we don't really even believe Jesus was born on the 25th of December. You know, no one was keeping time then. I, I, I don't have any problem if he wasn't. We chose this time of year. Christmas didn't even become popular until St. Francis, who said the incarnation is as important, is as important as the death and resurrection of Jesus. His birth is as important. You know, we chose this time of year because... What was Friday night? It was winter solstice, the longest, darkest night of the year. And now light's coming into the world. Whether you noticed it or not, today was a little longer, longer than yesterday. And tomorrow will be a little bit longer. Light is sneaking its way into the world. Sneaking its way through the dark, stinky places of your life, of your brokenness, of your emptiness. God wants to light that up. In two days, sit beside that tree or sit in that place you're going to celebrate and know the goodness of a God who chases you down, who wants you more than you want to be with yourself. Because that's the God that loves you enough to be a part of all that's happening. That God will not leave you alone, will not abandon you. You can't do anything to make God run away from you. You can't. Because that God was born in the stink and stench for you. I know it's crazy for the next two days. You've got things to do, places to be, family to see, family to expect. There's excitement in your home that maybe hasn't been there in a long time. Little people running around. You know, yesterday I had an 11-month-old climbing all over me in a, in a garage at my brother-in-law's house. You know, and it was glorious. I was the Jungle James, not the Jungle Jim. <laughs> and it was, it was exciting but we can see Christmas in the next 48 hours in new ways. It's not too late. It's not too late to take that five minutes and just be amazed. Or maybe it's not too late to go to a live manger, a live stable, a live place um, where you get the smell of the animals, where you realize into what God was willing to be born. And you see, we believe that God is born in eternity in all of us every single day. That the reality of the love of Christ can be reflected through us. And we believe that. Why? Because the God of all eternity came in person. 
and stinky stable for you and me. That'll preach. Heck, it just did. It just did. So, in the next 48 hours, just be thankful. When you get a moment, when you're cooking that 75th batch of cookies, <laughs> you know, which, by the way, we need some of for tomorrow's night, Christmas Eve. So if you haven't signed up yet and you're coming, bring some good food. Uh, but when you're breaking that 75th batch of cookies and it slides into the oven, stand back for just a moment. Stand back for just a moment and be thankful that God so loved the world, he became one of us. Became one of us so that we might know love and it might change us. So find those moments to be thankful in the next couple of days. And by the way, Christmas doesn't end on Tuesday. It's 12 days. Hello? There's two weeks of, well, not quite two weeks, I know. 12 days of Christmas. And every day you can find a way to be thankful. I'm so thankful that boxes are making their appearance up here with all sorts of cool food that goes into our West End Food Pantry and double as decorations for uh, the worship center for Christmas Eve service tomorrow night and this morning. I'm so thankful that God has reflected the glory of eternity in each one of you this morning. When I stand here, I see Christ born anew in your faces. In a weary, weary, worn and broken world, God is born in you.